When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, welcome in everybody to another episode of Future Brew. Right here on MazerBrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and joining me as always, my co-host, Mason Brew recruiting writer Seth Barry. Seth, my man, uh, how are you doing, sir? And happy belated birthday, Seth. How you doing? Uh, thank you. Thank you for that uh, that birthday message there. Yeah, I had a had a good weekend in that regard. Um, had a good weekend in in terms of watching. Michigan, um, you know, beat up on Penn State. That was, I guess, a, an extra little birthday present in itself for me. Um, you know, just <laughs> just just watching that second half was uh, was very enjoyable. And and obviously the as we're here to talk about tonight, the the recruits that were that were on campus, and obviously Michigan Michigan landed a commit that we'll talk about as well. But you know, the recruits that were on campus to to see that over the weekend, I know that much was made about. Um, you know, the, the weekend it would be, uh, in terms of guys visiting for that game. And, and, uh, I think Michigan showed out well and, and hopefully some guys got a, got a good look at, uh, at that dominant Michigan performance. So just a fun weekend all the way around. Yeah. I was at the game on Saturday and it, it was rocking at the big house, the maze out. And especially for it being pretty chilly that day for it being a noon game, I, I didn't think that it would be as good of an atmosphere as the maze out was last year against Washington, but man, I was totally wrong. It was loud. Everybody was on their feet the entire time. It was a great environment. And like you alluded to lots of really good recruits at this game as well, visiting the Michigan Wolverines. And one of them, like you had mentioned committed 
to Michigan. So as we always do when this news happens, uh, we are going to start today's podcast with that latest commitment for the Wolverines. And that came Monday night when 2023 three-star athlete Kendrick Bell announced his commitment to Michigan. If that last name Bell uh, rings a bell for you, no pun intended, uh, that's because he is the younger brother of Ronnie Bell. So you know he's probably not ranked very high, and he's not, uh, just like his young or his older brother was in the 2018 cycle. Uh, Kendrick Bell is ranked 1,122nd overall on the 24-7 sports composite rankings. He is 6'3", 180 pounds, landed his offer from Michigan back in September, and immediately locked in that official visit that he just took this past weekend for the Penn State game. His only other offers came from UMass and Northern Illinois, or I'm sorry, not Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa. Uh, So this was never really a competitive recruitment, to say the least. He mainly plays QB for his high school in Missouri, but he can play a couple different spots at the next level. But as far as the quarterback stats are concerned, this season, his senior year of high school, he's completed 95 of 156 passes. So that's roughly 61% of his passes have been completed. 1,292 yards, 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's also ran 49 times for 302 yards and three touchdowns. And Bell is the first player to commit to Michigan's 23 class since three-star tight end Zach Marshall did so back on August 13th. So it's been about two months since Michigan had their last commitment in this class. Seth, I will uh, turn it over to you, man. I mean, everyone in my mind, I feel like everyone on Twitter, uh, in our comments section, uh, they're probably all going to complain about how lowly regarded he is uh, recruit-wise in the rankings, uh, but his older brother was ranked even lower, and it turned out to be a, a really good diamond in the rough for Jim Harbaugh. He's been one of the more reliable wide receivers of the Jim Har- Harbaugh era, at least of the guys that Jim Harbaugh has recruited himself. And had it not been for a torn ACL last season, he'd probably be playing on Sundays right now. So I completely trust this take from the coaching staff, and I'm really excited to see Kendrick Bell join the fold. Uh, what is your reaction to him committing and uh, just pretty much everything that I said about people probably being upset about his recruiting ranking? Yeah, I think we, I mean, we're, we've gone these long stretches too. It's kind of, it's kind of funny with um you know, without having to commit. So it's just, I don't know, just, just going so long in between. It's like, you know, finally something to, uh, you know, another commit to, to talk about on the podcast. So that, that's the, that's the first nice thing about, um, about this, but uh, yeah, I, I think I agree. I mean, I think there are people that are, that are kind of scoffing at the fact it's, you know, they look at his ranking and, um, aren't too impressed with, with what they see, you know, when they look at the, um, 24 seven sports rankings and, um, maybe see some of his film or whatever, but, but obviously with, I mean, it's obvious with the family ties with, with what Ronnie Bell has meant to the Michigan program and um, you know, just, just overall what he's meant um, on the field. And like I said, if he wouldn't have had the injury last year, he would probably be in the NFL already. 
Um, but anytime you have the family ties like that, you have a, a younger brother in Kendrick Bell that um, has potential. I mean, it's not like this is a guy who is, who is, um, you know, short of athletic ability. I mean, he, he, and I know his self reports, I think it's a four, six Um He can play, obviously he plays quarterback um, also has the potential to, to play wide receiver and, and defensive back at the, at the college level, if everything pans out. And if he progresses the way his brother has, um, he has, posi- he has potential to play multiple positions and kind of, uh, you know, to where the, the coaching staff can move him around and, and make him most comfortable uh, wherever he may fit in in the system, whether it's on offense or defense. So, so yeah, I think it's a it's a smart it's a smart get. Um, there's not much. I don't think there's a ton of ton of risk involved there. I, I mean, I think the if it, if it pays off, I mean, there'd be a high level of reward if um, if he turns out like his brother and uh, can do some of the things Ronnie can do. But but yeah, I think just overall, just the takeaway is is his versatility and, you know, kind of putting aside the the whole Ronnie Bell thing. I know it's easy to, to compare and, and contrast when they're, when they're brothers and say, Oh, you know, it's smart that they, they took him because, you know, Ronnie turned out this way and he was a lower recruit, but I, I think you really have to look at the individual player too and, and evaluate it. And I think the mission coaching staff, you know, obviously the family ties come into play, but when you see a player, that can, you know, that, that plays quarterback, but has also has the ability to, to, um, to play wide receiver and, and, uh, you know, on the, on the defensive side of the ball too, then that's an intriguing prospect, no matter, you know, whether they're a, a high four star or a, you know, or a three star like he is right now. And um, I, I just think they, they probably see the potential there and they, and they, you know, you combine the potential with the, the family ties and the, you know, the, obviously the title Ronnie Bell and figure why not let's let's take the chance and and go after him and and get him here in Ann Arbor yeah and it's it's not like Jim Harbaugh in Michigan offered him you know right when he started playing football it's uh you know obviously the family tie like you say it, it comes into play more than likely but I mean even take for example uh Caden Colasar right like obviously his father great player at the University of Michigan. Jim Harbaugh knows him very well. Uh, it's not like Colasar now, the Colasar now on the team, Caden Colasar is a scholarship player. He He's a walk-on through and through. And uh, he has been since he's been on campus for the last four years. So they're not just going to offer nobody. They're not just going to offer Kendrick Bell just because, hey, let's get him in the fold. He is the younger brother of a player that we – highly regard and and we love on the team now and let's just go get his younger brother just because hey he doesn't have any other scholarship offers they they must have seen something on tape that they really like from Kendrick Bell whether it's his QB tape or the potential that they see in him at a different position it, it, regardless of whatever the case is the coaching staff is never going to offer him just because of his last name. He he has to earn that scholarship and earning a scholarship from the University of Michigan, they even put it on the graphics that they send to recruits on September 1st for the uh, junior prospects at the very least, but also for the official offers that they send to seniors in high school as well. How prestigious and and, and how much honor they should have in getting a scholarship from the University of Michigan to play football. It's a full ride scholarship. So 
there's a lot that goes into this. And just because he is the younger brother of Ronnie Bell, that's not the only reason. It's not the sole reason that he got this offer from the Wolverines. But uh, when he did get that offer, it, it kind of just seemed like a shoe in that he would eventually commit to Michigan. Obviously, he set that official visit day for the Penn State game. It was really just a matter of time uh, when he was going to commit, not really if he was going to commit, especially when you look at uh, the two other offers that he had uh, to play football at the next level. So uh, like I said previously, he's predominantly a quarterback at at the high school level. Uh, but I think he could have the ability to play a few different positions. Wide receiver certainly is in the mix, given Ronnie's success at U of M. But I could also see him being an interesting addition to the defensive backfield as well. He could be a taller, uh, rangy safety, much like Makari Page has been over the last few seasons. It could be it kind of the possibilities are endless with Kendrick Bell. So I it sounds like he's a, a true athlete take for the program at this point. So it's a real toss up where he's going to end up, but the coaching staff will figure that out later. They've got plenty of time to do so. So Seth, I, I will ask you perhaps not a simple question, but um, a question nonetheless, if you had to pick one position as of today for Kendrick Bell to play at the university of Michigan, where do you think he ends up? Because if I were a guessing man, a betting man, which I tend to be sometimes on DraftKings, and you can find me on the Pick'em podcast as well, uh, I would probably bet against him playing quarterback at the University of Michigan. I think he'll probably end up at either receiver or defensive back. I'm curious if you have a differing opinion. Yeah, I would... I agree. Out of the three, I would say quarterback. I would say the least likely that he would end up. Um, it's interesting when you when you talk about defensive back and receiver because you see oftentimes when, and I've seen it. You know, I I used to cover um, Western Michigan football, and 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 many times, you know, you'd have receivers that, that translate over to the defensive back. It happens a lot in the MAC with you know because. Um, there's a lot of skilled players they recruit at the offensive position and then they figure out they need help in the back end. Um, but we saw that at Michigan this year with a uh, Mike, Mike Sainer still. Um, and he's done a phenomenal job uh, back there in in the nickel packages and, and doing a great job in, in man coverage and uh, just has really filled the position, maybe not of need, but something that was, you know, Michigan was deep at receiver and they figured they could use some depth in the back end on defense. And, and he was able to trans transform himself into, into a really good back end player uh, for the Michigan defense this year. So it could be one of those things to where, you know, they start bell at receiver and, you know, maybe they, they need something there and uh, see something in that regard. And then they figure out down the road, uh, hey, you know, we, we're good at receiver. We need a little, little more depth in the back end or, or vice versa and kind of uh, and kind of changes positions. So, so yeah, I, I think it's valuable to have a guy like that um, that can, that can be versatile and, and kind of do what, whatever the coaching staff asks, you know, based on the given situation or based on the year, or if there's, you know, an injury at one position and Hey, can you go over and fill, you know, this side of the ball and play this position because that's where we need you at the, at the given time. So I think, I think that's a valuable trait for him to have. Um, and it'll be something that'll be interesting to watch as his career uh, goes on as a Wolverine. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, man. I'm really curious to see where he ends up at the next level. Wherever it ends up being. I have a hunch that he's going to be a player that outplays his current recruiting ranking. Again, not even a top 1,000 player uh, on the 24-7 sports composite. Perhaps he'll follow in his brother's footsteps and, and, and really make a name for himself, not just because of his brother, but because of the high level of play that he uh, really brings to the University of Michigan whenever he uh, – finds his way onto the field, whether it's his true freshman season. I I know Ronnie played a little bit his true freshman season at the receiver position. So will Kendrick do that as well? We'll certainly see. I'm really excited to kind of see his uh, progression, uh, whether it's at quarterback, defensive back, wide receiver, whatever the case may be. So with Kendrick Bell now in the fold, Michigan now owns the number 24 overall rank on the 24-7 sports composite for the team rankings uh, with 15 commits now in the cycle. Um, They certainly have a long way to go, even though the uh, early signing period is creeping up really soon here. I mean, just a little under two months from now is when the early signing period begins. And I would imagine that Michigan would get a few more commits before that happens. But uh, certainly welcome news to have Kendrick Bell join the fold here for the Maize and Blue. Before we move on to our next segment, because we're going to talk about a couple other visitors that made their way to Ann Arbor this past weekend, I just want to give a quick moment to talk about Maize and Brew podcast sponsor, and that is Manscaped, the best at men's below-the-waist grooming, the product's precision-engineered tools to protect those family jewels, and the latest in men's grooming with Manscaped is the Performance Package 4.0. Let me tell you all about it. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It's incredible. It's waterproof. It's equipped with that patented skin-safe technology. It has literally everything you could ever want. The package also includes the Weed Whacker Ear Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, uh, the uh, Groin Wash, Ball Spray, 
and three pair of boxers, a travel bag to carry all this stuff in because it does come with a ton of stuff. So if you want to join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs, use our promo code MNB20. You will get 20% off your order and you will get free worldwide shipping. Doesn't matter where you're at. Again, MNB20 at checkout. You'll get 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Now, let's get to uh, the wrap-up part of our show here. We're going to talk about a couple more recruits who visited Ann Arbor over the weekend. Unlike Kendrick Bell, uh, these prospects' visits were a lot more under the radar. So let's start with the kid in the 2023 class. We are talking about four-star wide receiver Carmelo English. He took an official visit to Michigan over the summer, but committed to Auburn back in July. So just a few weeks after taking his official visit to Michigan, not much has really been talked about with him since then, but he did back off that Auburn commitment uh, just about a month ago. And he does not look to be considering Auburn anymore at this juncture. So after seeing this game against Penn state over the weekend, English uh, spoke with 24 seven sports Steve Wiltfong said that he loved the environment and that he will be back again before signing in December. So keep that in mind. He wants to take a second unofficial visit to Michigan. Uh, He had to pay out of his own pocket this uh, past weekend. And if he's going to do it a second time, he would have to pay for the trip himself again, uh, considering that official visit again was used back in June. English is five foot eleven. He's 175 pounds. He is from the state of Alabama and is number 168 overall on the composite. It appears that Kentucky is the other top contender for him in this recruitment. So I would kind of just say, just based off that, with two schools going after him being at the top, it is a 50-50 battle. For Carmelo English. So, Seth, I will pass the torch to you, my friend. Uh, I think it's pretty telling that he publicly stated he wants to take a second unofficial visit to Michigan sometime this fall. It will be for another home game. It'll have to be sometime within the next month or so. So if he does end up making that second visit, I would consider Michigan in pole position to land him. And this would be really big news for the 23 class. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it's a English is obviously a good prospect and someone that um w- would be big for them to land if they were able to to do it. It, it says a lot, you know, that he, like I said, he took an unofficial visit out of his own pocket, and then you know, if you're looking at potential home games that he could that he could possibly um come back again. I mean, you look at that the Illinois game um on the 19th, you know, that's in about a month that uh that um could end up being a being a top 15 or so matchup if Illinois keeps winning the way they are. But, but yeah, um, just, so just looking down the road and in terms of when he, he might visit, but, but yeah, just, just to, I, I really like him as a prospect. It's, it's something that, you know, coming in the weekend, it was a little bit of a, of a surprise to, uh, to me to, to see him get the visit and and see that he was on campus. But, but the fact that, you know, he talked about um, how, how much he liked the visit and how encouraged he was and, uh, just just speaking of the environment um, in itself and uh, just, just looking like Michigan has has put themselves in a good position to uh, to be able to 
to make a push here. And like I said, you, you talked about Kentucky a little bit too, and we'll see where it goes, but um, really encouraging sign for, for the Wolverines to, to be in the mix here with Carmelo English. And, and it'll be interesting to see what, um, you know, what, what other game he comes to, comes to see. And, and if he does end up taking that visit, then I think we'll, um, it, it'll be really telling on, on what direction he might go with this. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really curious to see if he does end up making a, a second trip. If he does, that would obviously be really telling of his interest for Michigan. And and don't let his measurables really fool you into thinking why are why are the Wolverines taking another slot receiver? Because I like I said, he's five eleven. Samaj Morgan, one of the other commitments at wide receiver in this class, he's five ten. Frederick Moore, the second wide receiver committed to Michigan, is at six foot, somewhere six foot to six foot one, depending on where you're looking at. But at five foot eleven, he can still do a whole lot of stuff. Uh, whether it's in the slot or on the outside, he truly can be a deep threat from the outside. I, I do believe looking at his film, he has the ability to really stretch the field no matter where he's at lined up. So I think this would be a great take regardless. Uh, if I know that Michigan, they would probably prefer if they take a third receiver for him to be somewhere in that 6'1", 6'2", range, a bigger bodied guy like a Cornelius Johnson type. But Honestly, I think English is a good enough receiver where you just kind of take him anyways. So um, I, I really like him as a prospect. And, yeah, I'm going to be keeping my eye on this recruitment as this goes on uh, to see if he ends up locking in a second visit. And, and definitely to see if he locks in a visit to uh, Kentucky as well because uh, with them being uh, the other school in contention here, definitely want to keep a close eye on the Wildcats and see if they are able to get him on campus too. But – uh, certainly a a, a a big surprise and a, a very nice surprise to see him in Ann Arbor for that game over the weekend. Let's move on to our last visitor that we'll talk about, and he is in the 24 class. He is four-star defensive lineman Brandon Davis Swain. He is an in-state prospect from West Bloomfield. He is committed to Notre Dame, but this is his second visit to Michigan this season after he took one for the UConn game. So he has now been to Ann Arbor for two home games. He is six foot four, 230 pounds, number 99 overall on the composite number eight defensive lineman, number four player here in the state of Michigan in that 24 class. Both visits have flown under the radar, probably because of Notre Dame's no visit policy for committed recruits. I know we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, when he originally visited. So it, it more than likely why he flew under the radar for this visit as well, just because of that policy. Uh, so I think that it pretty much means he's a free agent without publicly saying that he is decommitted from Notre Dame. I'm just opining here at this point. Um, Seth, I'll turn it over to you, man, because uh, Davis Swain, uh, this is the one thing I, I really wanted to ask you about. He was with Samaj Morgan and uh, Morgan's family. And uh, Davis Swain told EJ Holland over at uh, the Wolverine on the on three network that his father did not want him doing any media interviews at this time. And EJ put it best, I think, by saying that his commitment to Notre Dame is soft at best. I, I would definitely agree with that at this point. Mike Elston, he is uh, reevaluating Davis Swain after. Uh, and I want to state this uh, very clearly, reportedly and allegedly, 
<laughs> I just got to say that now. Uh, reportedly and allegedly, Michigan did not think uh, Davis Swain was a scheme fit. So EJ was saying that uh, he thinks that the best fit for him would be this Chris Jenkins type role where you can kind of line up all across the defensive line, which I, I actually agree with that too. Bulk him up, get him uh, on the interior, have him go outside in certain defensive sets. I think that would probably be best for him. So uh, with all that said, Seth, uh, what is your reaction to this visit and your thoughts to him visiting for a second time already this year? Yeah, I think when you look at the, you know, you talk about being his second visit, um, you know, when you look at the first time around, I think there was, there was, um, I think we talked about, you know, just, just how real was it? And, you know, is it, is it a situation where obviously he has a lot of connections, you know, being from West Bloomfield and, and with a Morgan family and, and obviously, um, you know, Ron Bellamy being from West Bloomfield and everything like that, um, you know, kind of gauging how, you know, how real is it? How, how close is Michigan to, to maybe getting a flip here? And, you know, is it going to happen down the road? Is he going to stay with Notre Dame? That type of thing. But, um, you know, the fact that he, he was in Ann Arbor for a second time. And obviously there is, I think at this point, you can say there's a level of interest um, to where, to where uh, I think both sides are expressing interest. Um, You talk about scheme fits and, that's always an interesting debate in, in the recruiting world because you're, you know, there, I think there's a balance of, of taking talent and, and, um, you know, evaluating that and, and finding, finding a place in, in your scheme for them and kind of adjusting your scheme based on um, the talent of the player. It seems like Michigan's defense and their defensive line, you know, you, you mentioned a guy like Chris Jenkins, uh, the, there's a lot of uh, mobility and, and versatility that, that you can have along that defensive front. So it seems like, uh, you know, when you're talking about Davis, you know, Davis Swain and, and the scheme that, uh, that they would be able to find something for him along that, you know, as his career, uh, would go, you know, if he were to get down in Arbor as his career goes, that they could, they could find a spot, but, but yeah, um, just really intriguing that he, he was there a second time, uh, you know, and like you said, you talked about EJ Holland, you know, him, mentioning that he's a soft, you know, soft commit to Notre Dame. And, and I think that Michigan is, uh, has, has gotten into play here and, and it'll be uh, something to watch going forward. And, you know, just, just with the, how much mutual interest is expressed, it'll be, I, I guess the telling thing is just hard to tell, you know, if when he's not giving interviews and things like that, um, how serious things have gotten and um, you know, from that standpoint, when uh, obviously you know it's hard to hard to gauge it when when the player isn't um, isn't speaking and isn't doing media interviews. So, um, but yeah, just I guess that's just an, another layer that makes it even more um, I don't know. I guess mysterious, but but intriguing to watch for sure. Yeah, a little mysterious for sure. Um, I, I mean, I would imagine that if his dad has instructed him to not do any interviews right now, probably just out of respect for the Notre Dame program. And if they truly are soft commits, like how EJ said, which I do agree with, uh, you know, they'll probably want to decommit on their own terms and speak with the Notre Dame coaching staff first and do all of that stuff to just do it in the right way. And I would imagine that if it's not Notre Dame at the end of the day, it's probably going to be Michigan because he's an in-state kid. The West Bloomfield ties highly regarded that he's got the Michigan offer. I just can't imagine that it would be any other school 
he's visited Michigan twice. It, it would have to be the Wolverines at that point, which uh, would, would be a welcome addition to the 24 class. They've got uh, a long ways to go here in the 24. I mean, 23 is still still going on here, but it, it's always good to look ahead a little bit, especially with a, a kid that is as highly ranked as he is right in your backyard. Um, you, you know, like I said, a long way to go, but I think Michigan's in a pretty decent spot here uh, in his recruitment. Seth, uh, any final words uh, before we uh, depart from the podcast this week? I mean, I guess, I guess just hitting on those two guys again with, um, with Davis Swain. I mean, it it can't be lost that, and we talked about this, you know, with Notre Dame um, struggling and uh, you know, schools like Notre Dame and Nebraska, I think that was a a couple months ago or or so. um, Yeah on a podcast it can't be lost that Notre Dame lost over the weekend to to Stanford and and they that they just continue to um really be in a downward spiral um so it's it's something that you know we've talked about in the past and something that ties along um kind of with this so um and then with English I think you made the point earlier about you know taking another slot receiver and and him kind of being another smaller you know quick twitch type of receiver um you know, but, but I think you made a good point about his, his intangibles and the fact that he can get downfield and um, really stretch the field that what, one Michigan player that, that reminded me of um, when he said that was a, uh, you remember Jeremy Gallon, you know, he, he's oh, kind yeah. of a smaller receiver who could, who could play on the outside and, and get the 50, 50 balls, um, you know, in the end zone and, and just kind of play above his size. So, um, and Michigan has some outside receivers, you know, you, you talk about, you know, Darius Clemens on the roster um, that, that is playing this year, not getting a ton of targets, but um, doing a lot in the blocking game and stuff. So they have, you know, they have some outside receivers that, uh, that, that kind of fit that mold. And, but um, yeah, it, it just, just kind of made me think of, think of that when you spoke about um, English's game too. So. Yeah, that's a great comp, man. I mean, Gallon was like the epitome of smaller receiver, but man, I mean, you can line him up anywhere. And he was, man, I, from that era of Michigan football, what a player. I mean, one of, one of my favorite guys from that era, uh, other than Dennis Norfleet, just because of the dance that he did for the, for the Notre Dame yes. game, uh, I think before like a kick return or a punt return. Yep. Uh, was that the thriller? Was that is that what he was dancing to? It, it could have been to Michael Jackson. Yeah, because yeah. there was I, like might have been. There was a song like he was dancing a little bit before that, and he wasn't so much into it. But I think I think his thriller that came on, and he just I don't know yeah. whatever it was that that might have been the song, but yeah, it they, might not they, have been. But uh, <laughs> they had some interesting players back then, and, and those two for sure. But yeah, Gallon, great comp for Carmelo English and and what he might be able to bring to Michigan if he were to commit. Uh, we'll definitely keep track of all these recruitments and and so much more. I mean, we've got a whole lot more recruiting cycle here to go for 23. So I'm, I'm excited to bring all the news to you, and I'm sure Seth is too. But that is all the time we got for today. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Seth on Twitter at Barry underscore Seth 14. And give Maze of Brew a follow, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We would certainly appreciate that support. And give five-star reviews to all of our podcasts. And subscribe to Maze and Brew Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts delivered to you. For Seth Barry, 
I am Vaughn Lozon. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week with more Michigan football recruiting talk. But until then, go Blue Guys.